Hello, and welcome to The Bridgefield Show. I'm your host, Madeline. I'm Alex. And I'm Elizabeth. Today's topic is the French Revolution, and we will be taking your calls for any questions that you have about our topic today. Oh, look, we have a first caller. Hey, pals of the studio. My name is Kim Moody, and my question is, how did the French Revolution start? Well, that's a great question to start off the podcast, Kim. King Louis XVI was going through a financial crisis and forced the French monarch to hesitantly convene the Estates General. Yeah, Alex. To go along with the Estates General, there were three. The first was about leaders that were established within the religion. Second was about being a noble character. And lastly, the third estate. This one was very important. It was specifically about the middle and the lower classes. Also, to add along to the cause of the French Revolution, the French were having very rough harvests, bad droughts, and their cattle had diseases and their bread prices went up because they were scarce in resources. So that made the poor, poorer, and the rich poor. Thank you, Kenley, for answering my very important question. I do not think I could have lived another day without knowing the answer. You're welcome, Kim. Looks like we have a next caller. What's up, my broskies? My name is Jan Vega, and my question is, what were the outside influences that pushed them to the French Revolution? A girl's gotta know. Well, Jan, to answer your question, is during the French Revolution, a new generation risked their lives to make the ideals of the Enlightenment a reality. They overthrew the monarchy, established the first modern republic, and proclaimed the universal rights of man. In the short run, the revolution was a bloody failure, in my opinion, but in the long run, it swept everything before it. King Louis XVI wasn't doing nothing. He wasn't a good king at all. Tax collectors were corrupt and inefficient, and the people knew that much of their money was being wasted. France went deeply into debt because they wanted to finance America's bid for independence. The American Revolution proved one load too many for its outdated economic system. Thank you for letting a little lady like me, Jan Vega, know all about the French Revolution. I deeply appreciate it. After this call, we'll go to a break. But for now, we have our next caller. Hi, my name is Maureen Morin, and my question for today's podcast is what was the goal of the hope for the French Revolution? Fabulous question, Maureen. The goal of the revolution was to completely change the social and political structure of France. It put an end to the French monarchy, feudalism, and took political power from the Catholic Church. I would have to agree completely a little bit. And now, a word from our sponsors. On the topic of French, we are giving out free tickets to anyone who could say how long the revolution lasted. I'm pretty sure it lasted through 1789 to 1792. You are completely correct, sir. You just want two tickets to France. Enjoy the beautiful scenery and lovely sights. You ever have crippling debt, spend too much money on soon independent countries, or you gamble too much? Because, same. Anyways, you can now get the Get Out of Debt Free card. It's kind of like the Get Out of Jail Free from Monopoly, but in real life. You can get out of any crippling debt you have. You owe $32 billion to the French. No problem with the Get Out of Free Debt card. Now on sale for $899.99. Get it now while it lasts. And now, back to the show with our next caller. Please say your name and your question. My name is Drew Walsh. My question is, who were the leaders of the French Revolution? Great question, Drew. One of the main leaders of this time was Emmanuel Joseph Sayé. He was a French Roman abbey, a title of honor that literally means the father. He was a clergyman and a political writer. Also, he had made a pamphlet about the Third Estate in 1789, and he became the manifesto of the revolution. Another was Guibert de Montier Maquis-Lafayette. No. Another was Guibert de Montier Maquis-Lafayette. Had fought on side of the U.S. insurgents in the war with Britain and for his part in successful uprising came to be seen as a war hero. For defeating the British as a dollar 
available in textuals to a man the U.S. Republic. And the last one was Anachai Gabriel Krakati, Count of Mechabo. He was very active in the first years of the French Revolution. He wanted to get an alliance of the crown and the third estates against his Zocost. He was the nobility. He gave motivating speeches to people who were present in Versailles. And on to our next caller. The name's Bonnie Moore. And I was wondering if you could give me a timeline of how the whole moderate phase went down. Yeah, of course. Great question. The first thing that happened was the tennis court oath. In June 20th of 1789, the third estate out of all the estates general moved to an indoor tennis court where they pledged not to separate until they had given France a constitution. This became known as the tennis court oath. The next thing that happened was the storming of the Bastille, July 14th, 1789. The storming of the Bastille took place in Paris, France. The violent attack on the government by the people of France signaled the start of the French Revolution. The Bastille was a fortress built in the late 1300s to protect Paris during the Hundred Years' War. Following the stone of the Bastille was a great town. The great fear spread across the country. Once the revolution spirit seized control of people of Paris, people in surrounding areas began to demand cheaper bread suspension of feudal dues. Several unrest grew in the countryside with many, many peasants attacking men homes and aristocratic property was destroyed by peasantry from July 20 to August 5, 1789. Hysteria spread across the country by gradually put down the militias and that proved the law and order. After the Great Terror was the abolition of feudalism, August 4th of 1789. The abolition of the feudal system took place during the famous night session of the National Assembly on August 4th, 1789. The report declares that letters from all provinces indicate the property of all kinds is a prey to the most criminal violence. On all sides, chateaux are being born burned, convents destroyed, and farms abandoned to pillage. With the hope of pacifying and encouraging the people, the assembly, in a fervor of enthusiasm and excitement, Following the abolition of feudalism was the Declaration of Rights of Man of the Citizen, August 26, 1789. The basic principle of the Declaration was that all men are born and are free, free and equal in rights. Its 17 articles served as the preamble to the Constitution. The long-awaited Constitution finally came into effect on September 30, 1791. Then was the Women's March on Versailles, October 5, 1789. Bad harvests in France had caused the price of flour to increase dramatically which in turn raised the price of bread, the staple food of most French citizens. Many people in Paris were thus hungry and became re restless. On October 5, 1789, a large crowd of protesters, mostly women, began to assemble at markets. After getting unsatisfactory responses from city officials, the women marched from Paris to the Palace of Versailles. Thank you, Bonnie, for your question, and hello to our next caller. Sadly, this will be our last call for the night, so make it count. My name is Eddie Powers, and my question is, what was the outcome of the French Revolution, specifically the moderate phase? Now, well, first off, the revolution 1789 all the way up until 1792, and the outcomes of this revolution was land was freed and the old corporate society was destroyed. The abolition of feudalism promoted individualism. Also, the spread of enlightenment thinking across Europe, a cascade of subsequent revolutions and establishment of a large number of democracies and republics throughout the globe. Good way to put it. Thank you all for the calls tonight, and a big thank you from the Bridgefield Show for tuning into the show tonight.